gird your loins for another riveting episode of the Cafe American podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and we are. There's so much to talk about this week, uh, especially since Robert Mueller finally came out and said there is no evidence of collusion. Uh, no, I shouldn't say no evidence. There is no collusion, and there is no uh, collusion between Trump nor any of his counterparts in the campaign. Uh, besides what we tried to throw up the flagpole. Uh, with everybody else and now oh my god and by the way before i go on i am i am miserable fucking miserable right now my nose has been running non-stop i've taken so much shit and i can't get it to stop my eyes are running i'm going to try and plow through this and i don't know if i can i don't know how far i'm actually going to get uh but i will certainly try to to do my best and the other thing that I uh, wanted to talk about is that I'm going to start – actually, I am going to buy a couple of microphones. So I'm actually going to expand what I'm doing here, and it's going to be a great thing because I'm actually going to start hiring people or at least contracting people to get this thing going on an all-encompassing road that involves many, many outlets of, of social media and so this is going to be exciting because 2019, I really want to monetize this and actually make some money off of this because I'm a brilliant person and I know how to broadcast. Uh, the other thing is I'm going to start doing podcasts called Essentials. And Essentials are going to be uh, basically a lot of things that remain constant. And it's a lot of backstory that you need. So uh, we're going to be talking about or <laughs> see what I mean. <laughs> I'm sick. We're going to be broadcasting and, and talking about ancient myths and ancient histories that you need to understand those before you understand exactly what's going on on this planet right now. And how understanding those stories and those myths and those legends will all of a sudden make you realize, oh, that's why everything is so fucked up in this world at this time. And you go, oh, that's why global warming isn't really exactly what they say it is. Uh, it, you can find a, a, a glaring example is these apocalyptic death cults uh, that permeate all of these cabinet positions within the United States government. I mean, look at Pompeo he, and look at uh, Sarah Palin. They're part of this, this Christian death cult that will do anything in their power to bring about the second coming, but if you read the Bible, the, the second coming already happened. Uh, and they're also going to try to do anything that they possibly can to bring about an Armageddon. So it's it's essentially going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy that these morons would try to get. And they're doing a fairly good job of it. But, you know, there's always a balance, and that balance is going to counter them. So that's going to be one of the basis Z's. Of all this, and the reason why I bring up Pompeo is because he brought up the fact that the, the Trump is in power to make sure Israel gets to its next step. I mean, he's talking about bringing all of the Jews back to Israel so that they can bring about the second coming and all this other crap. So this is part of a Christian death cult, and you know you have to you have to learn about that to realize that hell, hey, this is why the United States is going into all of these areas. And then you learn about ancient technology. You get all of this information down, and you understand it, and then all of a sudden, this kind of makes sense. And that's why I keep saying mankind is on the cusp of a giant shift, because that's also happening. That's also a natural phenomenon, and that's also going to be occurring 
in our lifetimes. I mean, you see evidence of that all over the place. It's a natural galactic shift of consciousness, awareness, and also the way the planet looks. So that's, uh, you know, it's not man-made global warming in the way that you think it is. Not only is it a natural process, but mankind is also permeating the atmosphere with heavy metals to mess around with the ionosphere and, and manipulate weather and everything else like that. That's why you see these weird clouds in the sky. Uh, they, they look like you took pastels and smudged them, and then all of a sudden it looks like you see radio waves that ripple those clouds. Well, they're pushing the clouds, they're pushing the heavy metals through electromagnetic technologies, and 5G is part of that, and so is cell towers and all that good stuff. Now, another funny thing is that cell towers are, are nothing, there's nothing, satellites are not involved with your cell phone. 97% of all cell phone traffic occurs through undersea cables. So nothing has changed. Nothing has changed since the advent of the telephone. It's just how the telephone works, right? It's still going through undersea cables. So then you have to wonder, well, why do we need all these towers and so on and so forth? Anyway, that's going to be uh, separate podcasts, and they're going to be called Essentials, and we'll delve into all that stuff. It'll be less ranty, more professional, so that we don't have to uh, have a <coughs> you don't have to have a whiteboard with you when I get on these rants and go off on tangents to really try to find out where the fuck I'm going. So I wanted to talk about uh, something else here. This, and it's a huge story today. It's all about Jesse Smollett. How did this guy get off the hook? He staged a hate crime. And the Chicago chief of police called him out on it. He said, no, you're, you're, you're a liar. Here's all the evidence. You, he even wrote a check for mugging supplies. I mean, how stupid do you have to be to write out a check that and write on it? What is this check used for? Mugging supply. I mean, are you off? Are you stupid? I mean, clearly he is. And you know, he is the epitome of liberal darling as far as minority uh, membership cards is concerned, right? So not only is he African American, not only is he gay, he's also Jewish. And so forget it. This guy. There was no way he was going to be held accountable for his actions. And just like O.J. Simpson, Smollett's family and him, they're out there. They're going to scour the land for the real perpetrators. Yeah, I'm sure. Let me know when that happens. Even Rahm Emanuel. I mean, I have no love for Rahm Emanuel. He was the chief of staff for uh, Bill Clinton. He was also the chief of staff. I think briefly for Barack Obama, Rahm Emanuel's brother is in charge. Uh, he, he had a, a distinct influence on the Affordable Care Act. And also uh, the Emanuel's parents were Jewish terrorists in the Levant bombing Israel into existence. So this guy has a long sordid past in his family and with him, too. I mean, he he's no he's not a good person. He's a, he's a piece of shit. Through and through. However, I must side with him on this. He even said, This is without a doubt a whitewash of justice and sends a clear message that if you're in a position of influence and power, you'll get treated one way. There is no accountability. It is wrong. Full stop. Now, what happened was, is that out of the blue, the 16 counts against Jussie Smollett were dropped out of nowhere. Nobody gave anybody war any warning. The chief of police didn't know. Rahm Emanuel didn't know. 
And so we have a fake hate crime being perpetrated. Jussie Smollett signed people up and wrote checks that said mugging equipment. And if you're going to try and start a, a, a hate crime or commit a hate crime, or at least stage a hate crime, especially when you're trying to say that you were attacked by Trump supporters, don't you think you should have hired white actors and not African-American actors? I mean, clearly, you're not bringing the potato salad to the Mensa picnic. You know what I mean? I mean, you're lucky if you—I bet you wear loafers because you can't tie your shoelaces. So, and he said, I just want to move on with my life. Yeah, well, you know what? I hope you do. Because you're an effing moron. You're going, you're going to need... And, and another thing about this was that Michelle Obama's, uh, I think, friend or one of the Obama contacts that recused herself from defending Jussie Smollett pulled strings to get this done. That's what she did. She contacted people. She, she originally tried to get this case into the FBI because that way the FBI keeps everything hush-hush and Jussie Smollett doesn't, doesn't have to deal with any sort of publicity. They keep it under wraps and they resolve it that way. But it wasn't taken to the FBI. So something happened. Somebody pulled some strings somewhere to make Jussie Smollett vindicate or, or not make him anything but get him off the hook. Everything was dropped, and it was sealed. So that means you can't even read what happened. And his record was expunged, which means if you go into a background check, even though this, this it, it, the record was expunged, and what that essentially means is that it never happened. There is no evidence of it. You will never find this event on any background check that you do on Jesse Smollett. This isn't me getting a speeding ticket, going to traffic court, and then getting it talked down to jaywalking. A $200 jaywalking fine, but whatever. Th th that's not what's going on here. This means, and it, if you do a background check, I assume at some point you'll see the jaywalking ticket. But with him, you won't even find that. You won't even find committed 16 counts of, of whatever. I mean, he even did mail fraud because he was mailing himself letters, threatening letters. And when nothing took with those letters, then he escalated the whole thing. So this guy is committing felonies. And he got, he just got off the hook. It's absolutely outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. Rahm Emanuel said uh, also he did this all in the name of self-promotion. This is a whitewash of justice. That's exactly what it is. This pea-brained moron who can't even tie his shoelaces. This was all a self-aggrandizing event to try and get a race war start. Now, the other thing you have to ask yourself is supposedly this event took place at, what, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning in the south side of Chicago. Name some Trump report, uh, supporters that are going to walk around in MAGA hats at 2 to 3 o'clock in the morning in South Chicago. I mean, get, 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 the whole story is stupid. Oh, and now he's vindicated. Now he just wants to get on with his life. I mean, are you are you serious? I mean, I've heard all sorts of things about why this could have occurred. And some people are saying, well, the, 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 the oh, what's her name? I think her name is Fox. She was the one that had the contact with uh, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama. 
she was upset that Donald Trump got off the hook. So they're saying, well, if Donald Trump can get off the hook, this rapist, this bigot, this murderer, this, if he can get off the hook, there's no reason why Jesse Smollett shouldn't get off the hook either. This is a victory for us. I, I heard some of that. Now, I don't necessarily believe that. I think this is just some asshole that pulled some strings to get himself clear of any sort of real legal issues and responsibilities. So, yes, this is another example of of you have these these people that are very well connected. That it, the law does not matter for them. It doesn't matter for him. And it doesn't matter for them. You've got two standards of laws. You've got the haves and the have-nots. There's a uh, you can go on YouTube and you can find a talk I'm sorry for snorting into the mic, but this is ridiculous what I'm dealing with here. Uh, you can find a U uh, YouTube video of um, Patrice O'Neill, and he talks about being in the club. I mean, it is fantastic. I mean, I don't know how old this thing is. It's probably uh, 10 years old. Uh, but it's he is right on the money. I, I love listening to Patrice O'Neill. He is fucking great. I love it. Uh, so, okay, so the other uh, – the other thing that we're talking about here is the utter hypocrisy of the haves and have-nots. Why was Jesse Smollett allowed to get off the hook? I mean, was it because he was a liberal minority dreamboat? Or was it because he was well-connected? And I'm leaning towards he's well-connected. Now, if you're going to pull something like that, you have to have some sort of dirt on somebody or somebody has to have some sort of dirt on you and now you are in perpetual debt to whoever got you out of this hot water do you who is the uh what's his name what's the moron that's running for president on the democrat side cory booker that's it so cory booker this guy first off he sounds like a moron if you ever listen to him speak, I mean, he he just he just sounds like he's 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 frantic. He's going one way, he goes another way. Then we have the accusations about Cory Booker of him pushing men into the into bathroom stalls to try to get them to commit oral sex. He's essentially raping men in bathroom stalls. Shepard Smith of Fox News has just been accused of essentially doing the same damn thing. What is with these people? Why are all these famous people out there raping people? Like, ra guys or girls. Why are they raping other guys and girls? It's beyond my comprehension as a human being. I mean, if you're a famous person, don't you think you probably somewhere have a hot fan that really, really likes you? I mean, I don't have any hot fans yet. I'm sure I do, but somewhere. And I none of them have come up to me yet, so I don't know. So, Shepard Smith in 2004 was in New York City. And this is from Big League Politics. They reported this story on the 22nd of March. And so they're talking about uh, the testimony of one guy. His name, they're, they're keeping it anonymous. So, it's John Doe, number one. Now, Shepard Smith is a big-time Fox News guy. So why is a Fox News guy going around trying to rape men? So John Doe uh, says that he met Shepard Smith 
at the now-defunct Nation Bar in Manhattan. Now, I don't know what the Nation Bar is. It could be a gay bar. I don't know. And uh, Shepard Smith was known to go there to play Golden Tea. I don't know what that is. I assume it's one of those stupid golf games you find in a bar. And he used to hang out there all the time. So for one day, John Doe, number one, and Shepard Smith somehow ended up back at, I believe, Shepard Smith's apartment. And John Doe, number one, said, I will sleep in another room on another piece of bedding, either a bed or a couch. And this is what he said. I wake up and Shepard is on top of me, like in a towel or a bathrobe. And he's got his tongue down my throat and his hands are all over me. I completely uninvited. I mean, I gave him no signal. There was nothing. I had also volunteered to sleep in the spare. So it wasn't, I never invited myself to his bedroom. I pushed him off. I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, why? You don't like it? There was like this kind of like, no. And he kept going. He kept pushing, like pushing his hands on all these spots. He was just on top of me. Definitely shocking. And he noted that he finally stopped. But it took a lot. It wasn't just an immediate no. And then everything was like, so sorry. And apparently he lunged at John Doe. Shepard Smith lunged at John Doe number one three or four times after the initial attack. Even so much as trying to make out with the guy while he's getting dressed in the kitchen to try and fucking leave. So what, I mean, are you serious? Like, what? what is going on with these people? Once again, once again, there is a double standard for those that have and those that do not. And why is Shepard Smith allowed to keep this hush-hush? Why, why is this happening? I mean, he's trying to rape somebody. And don't tell me, oh, well, this was long ago. No, no. It's just that somebody decided to come out and talk about it. And all of the all of the Me Too movement people. Why aren't you talking about men who are raped in this case? Why aren't people out on the street? Well, maybe you don't know the guy. John Doe number one is pretty innocuous, right? <laughs> you can't go out there. <laughs> but at the same time. We live in a country now that the accusation is true until proven not. And even then, it doesn't necessarily mean that this person will ever get their career back. So there is a large, large reckoning that's coming. And I'm wondering when the middle class and the working class, there's no middle class, let's just keep it honest. So you've got working class. When they're going to start going out there and demanding justice on an equal level. Everybody should be equal in the eyes of the law, and we all know that that is a crock of shit because it doesn't happen. Morons like Jussie Smollett. I mean, that kid, that kid is an idiot. He's stupid. Stupid mugging equipment on a check. Like, give me a break. Beyond my comprehension as a human being to understand how somebody like that can function in society and make millions of dollars. Okay, enough of that. So, 
There's another thing that came out this week, and um, the New York Times actually broke this. I'm surprised that they did. Apparently, there were secret 9-11 tapes of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. And these tapes were from April and October of 2001 and how they supposedly corroborated the story that he perpetrated and concocted the 9-11 attacks. Now, the reason why I bring up this story is, you know, too little too late, really. And if you all of a sudden found tapes 18 years later, there is magnificent technology out there. So one, I question the validity of the tapes because I'm pretty sure you can start mimicking voices now. You can find videos on YouTube of how I could essentially stand in front of a green screen and give a speech. And it looks like it's being broadcast on everyone's television as if it is Donald Trump or Barack Obama. They have the technology that would allow me that would allow my gestures to be seen as the same gestures as if Donald Trump or Barack Obama were giving a speech being broadcast. So, you know, you get into body double. You don't need body doubles any, no, anymore. You just need this technology and a green screen. And anybody can get up there and look like Donald Trump or look like Barack Obama because the technology in the, is so good. So I'm. you mean to tell me that they can't do this for voice? Of course they can. So Mr. Connell, who is representing Mr. Muhammad's nephew, said that the prosecutors secretly obtained a ruling in August of 2018 from Colonel Pohl forbidding defense lawyers from learning how the phone calls were collected or investigating that question. The phone calls in at least two languages were made between April and October of 2001. He argued in court on Monday that the evidence should be suppressed or that the case should be dismissed aha so arguing for the government prosecutor clayton trivet responded that defense attorneys should be allowed to question an fbi linguist who analyzed the tapes and compared the defendant's voices to determine that they belong to muhammad and trivet added that the defense team should be able to question the fbi analyst who decoded the conversation okay that doesn't sound good the only catch they still don't get to know how the calls were recorded. So really, we need to know how the United States government got these phone calls. So the reason why I bring this up is because we all learned about how the United States government is recording and keeping every single phone call, text message, sext message, pics message that you send. Every email, every phone call is recorded. They have your voice on file. Everything is, everything is somewhere. They have it all. And it's still going on. So my conjecture here is that if they release how those phone calls were actually obtained... They're going to get into a lot of trouble for one of two reasons. One, they're going to find out that these phone calls never really occurred, and it is just another piece of horseshit, and somebody was 
essentially messing around with audio to make it sound like it was Muhammad, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. Or we're going to find out that this all-encompassing intelligence gathering and domestic spying has been going on in the United States for far longer than when the Patriot Act was put into place. And that is going to be momentous. Momentous. If the United States or anybody finds out that they have these spying technologies and they were put into place in the 90s where they're sucking up everyone's phone calls and conversations, in the 90s, a lot of people are going to be pretty upset. And if we're, if that is true, then you also have to assume, and you also have, not assume, but you have to question, that if there was any real collusion between Trump and Russia or obstruction of justice, don't you think the NSA or whoever else would be able to obtain those files and look at those text messages and listen to those phone calls? Don't you think they'd be able to do that? All those stupid Russia gators out there, they're grasping at straws. It's driving me nuts. If you want to look into collusion, look into Hillary Clinton and the Ukraine. If you want to look into conclusion, in conclusion, collusion, you want to look into the Russian uh, deals that uh, the deals that the Russians made with Barack Obama and and uh, his his cabinet and Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. When was the last time you heard somebody give a speech and they earned five hundred thousand dollars for one hour? Well, Bill Clinton did that. He went over to Russia, gave him a five hundred thousand dollar check for one hour, and then lo and behold, uranium one comes to fruition and uranium one is now uh executed the deal that allowed the russians or a russian company to buy a i think a 25 percent or 20 cent 20 percent claim into the into the united states is uranium so that now they can obtain uranium from the united states i mean are you serious like are, how come nobody is talking about well some people are but it's not going far enough let's be honest Oh, so I got a lot of compliments on uh, what's call on my reading of Beto O'Rourke's poem last week. So I'm going to uh, try to edit that so I can just post the poem in all of its glory, and you can listen to me recite that poem whenever you like. And I also found out that Beto O'Rourke was, or possibly still is, depends upon what he does behind closed doors is a cross-dresser. He loves to dress up in women's clothing. You can find wonderful pictures of him in a dress. Uh, and, it, it, you know, it looks like he just has a good time on Saturday nights. So I'm probably going to spend the rest of this time talking about how... <coughs> excuse me. Talking about the Mueller report. And how the Mueller report essentially says... You guys are barking up the wrong tree. There is no collusion with Trump. There is no collusion with anybody on Trump's staff between Russia. Now, what they're not telling you is that there's probably collusion between Trump and his staff and every other American politician with another country that really likes to throw their weight around. And there's only one representative that actually talks about it, and she got nailed. 
not in a good way. So Trump, for all that he's worth, finally got what he wanted. He said that this whole Mueller thing was an illegal takedown that failed. And he's right. He's right. Trump told reporters there was no collusion with Russia. There was no obstruction. None whatsoever. It was a complete and total exoneration. Of course, you got the never Trumpers and the and the leftists and the Democrats. They're all saying, well, no, well, it doesn't exonerate him completely. We've got to wait and we want the report released in full. So maybe you can get that. I would love to see the report in full. I would love to see if they actually found evidence of collusion with Hillary Clinton. And I would love to see if anybody snitched and was a stool pigeon to tell where all of the bodies were buried and where the money was coming from and where the information was coming from. And I want to see all of that paper trail. Now, the reason why I think Barr is not releasing the Mueller report so readily is because this is an international scheme. You have a lot of people in a lot of countries working to take down or worked to take down Donald Trump. And this thing goes back all the way to 2015. 2015. You've got people in the United Kingdom. You've got people in Russia. This is a big deal. A big deal. Because now you're talking about Australian and English intelligence services trying to commit all sorts of entrapment with Trump and his team. And none of them fell for it. And you had FBI agents acting like intelligence, not FBI agents, but you have people that were hired by the FBI to try to entrap people in Trump's campaign and say, hey, we got dirt on Hillary Clinton. How much would you pay for it? The Russians have it. The Russians have it. You go to Russia, you like Russia? Ha, ha, ha. And Prague. What is so big about Prague? Every time there's some sort of uh, perpetual manure hitting the fan, it always occurs in Prague. And, and they were all – these people that tried to entrap Trump's people, they were all hired by the FBI. They were all put out there and working with the FBI and other intelligence services and counterintelligence services. They're all working for that and to try and take down Donald Trump. So how far and how deep does this go? That's what I want to know. Trump said, it's a shame that our country had to go through this. To be honest, it's a shame that your president had to go through and This is more narcissism. Before I even got elected, it began. And it began illegally. And hopefully somebody is gonna look at the other side. This is, was an illegal takedown that failed. And hopefully somebody is going to be looking at the other side. He's completely right. Completely right. This is worse than Watergate. This just this is not and people are trying to make that connection. They're trying to say, well, Trump is just like Nixon and this is going to be well, Nixon went down for a lot less and Trump did a lot more, so Trump is still on the rope. Notice how Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and all of those other Democrats, now pretty much all of the Democrats, they're not saying a word. You couldn't go 2 seconds without one of these idiots getting up there and saying, Russia, 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 
Trump, Russia, Trump, Russia. We have an illegal president. Now it's gone. They don't talk about it. Now they're talking about health care. How is this possible? How is this possible? How is nobody saying, wait a minute. We have been rooked for the past two and a half years. And everyone was lying about it. The media coordinated with the government to perpetrate these lies. This was a psychological operation done by a group of people that didn't like the results of the election because Donald Trump is doesn't have the bloodline to be president. He's not part of the club. He's not part of the club. And how dare he try to get in here and how dare he win the election? How did the unwashed masses vote this person in? That's what they're worried about. And this is a big, big deal because you're not just talking about how how did Trump get in there. You're talking about what it means to actually have a political system that is based on a set of rules that both sides agree on. We've got one side that doesn't agree because they're a bunch of fucking pussies that don't like the results of the election. That's not how this is played. Just because you don't win doesn't mean you try to change the rule of law or try to commit a coup. This is not how things work. I mean, just as a reminder, Hillary Clinton, she hired a smear firm, Fusion GPS. They engage in political, economic, they work with banks, they work with all sorts of people at those high levels to smear whoever is the opposition to those that hire them to do the work. They're a political opposition research firm. So they deal with inference. They deal with dirt and smut. These guys, these guys got in contact with Christopher Steele who, to create the dossier. The dossier was from a 4chan post. And he contacted people that were still working for the Kremlin. Think about it. You want to talk about collusion. There's your collusion right there. You've got Hillary Clinton and the Democrats hiring firms that go out and hire MI6, English intelligence people, to go contact people that still work for the Russian government to try and find out dirt on Donald Trump. There's your collusion right there. I mean, if you're a Russian intelligence guy and you're saying, what? You you want me to, to, to do what during an election in the United States? What? Do you really <laughs> do you really think that guy is going to be on it? No, he's going to throw a monkey wrench into things because he, th he thinks it's a joke. How could somebody even just reach out directly and say, hey, do you got any dirt on Donald Trump? It's a joke. And you, you remember the whole bed pissing thing Donald Trump looking for hotel rooms that Barack Obama stayed in so that he can hire prostitutes and piss on the bed that Obama slept in I mean these that is a ridiculous story that is an absolutely ridiculous story that is so stupid as soon as I heard that I went you've got to be kidding me this is the best that they got 
They don't like the guy, so they're going to create a Golden Showers story. That's it? That's all you got? You can't think of anything else? I mean, it's, it's just bizarre. Just bizarre behavior. I mean, the guy, think about this. Think about this. Robert Mueller issued 2,800 subpoenas. 500 search warrants. What? 2,800 subpoenas and 500 search warrants. And still nothing. Not one thing. And you've got these delusional, frothing maniacs out there saying, well, we didn't see the full report, so we don't exactly know what's in there. Give up the ghost. It's done. You're through. If you're going to nail anybody on anything, it's going to be in 2024 when Donald Trump is no longer the president because you shot yourself in the foot and you're going to lose the 2020 election. There's no doubt in my mind that 2020 is a lock for Donald Trump, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And you have to ask yourself this question, too. If Robert Mueller, who had a clear feel, he could do whatever he want, he had unlimited time, he can look into anything that he wanted, and 2,800 subpoenas and 500 search warrants generated goose eggs. Nothing. Zilch. If that was the case, and it is the case, then how on earth did all of this get started? How did McCabe and Stroke and Comey and Lynch and Obama, how did they all say and, and, and feel, supposedly, that there was such a threat to the American election of 2016 and the American Republic that the president, the current president, could be an agent of Russia. How did they come to that conclusion? And what did they omit? And who was paying for this? And what deals did they make behind closed doors? This doesn't add up this stinks this is conspiracy this is conspiracy through and through and i'm telling you the chickens will come home to roost on this this is not going to end very well for a lot of people i promise you that you're telling me that these guys call me and all these people in the FBI, they felt such a clear and present danger that they had to start spying on people and it was Russia, Russia, Russia and insurance policies from Stroke and Page and everything else. But Mueller, who had unlimited time, unlimited budget, could interview whoever he wanted, could go wherever he wanted. Mueller found nothing after two and a half years. Clearly, this is not okay. It's absolutely not okay. And you got this fat moron, uh, Jerry Nadler, in light of the very concerning discrepancies and final decision-making at the Justice Department following the special counsel's report. 
where Mueller did not exonerate the president, we will be calling Attorney General Barr to in to testify before the House Judiciary in the near future. They're not happy once again with the results. So now they're going to investigate the investigator. Now they're going to go after Mueller and everybody else that Mueller worked with, even though, even though Mueller hired compromised people for his team. He hired rabid Democrats that hated Donald Trump, that hate Republicans, and they still found nothing. Nothing. And now Fat Nadler is going to go out there and say, oh, yes, we have to get him. No. No. What set everybody off was Attorney General William Barr. Now, here's another thing. The media out there is saying, well, William Barr is a very, very good friend of Donald Trump. And he even said that Russiagate probably was horseshit before he even got into the Attorney General's position. What they're not telling you is that Attorney General Barr is best friends with Mueller. They go to parties together. Their families know each other. They've gone to uh, they've gone to weddings in each other's families. They're best friends. Mueller and Barr are best friends. So if there's any buddy-buddiness that's going to go on, it's not going to be between Barr and Trump. It's going to be between Barr and Mueller. So this is what set everybody off. Barr said the special counsel's investigation did not find that the Trump campaign or anyone associated with it conspired or coordinated with Russia in its efforts to influence the 2016 presidential election. And immediately, as soon as you got that out there, you had the Democrats suing to release the Mueller report in full. Now, the reason why the I think the Mueller report is not being released in full is because they're going to omit things. They're going to black things out. And they're going to censor things. Because I have no doubt in my mind that there is going to be evidence of a lot of icky things that the Democrats did or their cronies in the FBI, in the NSA, and everything else. And so you're not going to release that stuff. You're not going to make those things public until you know that you can go after these people and lock them up and start investigations into them. I mean, think about this. Think about what I just said. All of those people said, we believe so fervently that Trump is an agent of Russia. We've got to allow the intelligence agencies and counterintelligence agencies to spy on American citizens. And, and we're going to take this dossier, which is a smeared dossier. We're going to take it at face value. You're, you're going to tell me that Comey isn't smart enough to realize that the dossier was bullshit. You're going to tell me that these people aren't smart enough to realize that McCain was distributing this dossier illegally and McCain's chief of staff was leaking it to the press illegally. How come this person isn't being investigated for committing a felony, for releasing and leaking a classified document? It's true. He's there. This isn't something that, oh, we have to look into that. No, he did it. He really 
did that. He released a classified document, the Steele dossier, to the press. Now, if you're going to try and nail Julian Assange or Chelsea Manning for releasing things that put the U.S. government into bad light, then how come you're not going after John McCain's former chief of staff? That's another question you have to ask yourself. Where is the accountability there? Who does he know? Who did he coordinate with? By the way, something very tragic has happened to Chelsea Manning. She's been thrown into solitary confinement once again. And this time, I think it's over 17 days, which counts as, uh, I believe, a human rights abuse. Except they don't call it solitary confinement anymore. They call it administrative solitude or some shit like that. It, it's got the word administrative in it. Because what they're trying to do, the Trump administration is trying to strong arm Chelsea Manning to throw Julian Assange under the bus. And there was a reporter that went in to see Julian Assange. And the, and the reporter was held in a room, and Julian Assange was not allowed to see or talk to this reporter unless he was subject to a full-body cavity search. They're really trying to break this guy. They're really trying to break this guy. Anyway, all those people found no, found, and all this time with Mueller, found nothing wrong. No collusion. Mueller... 2,800 subpoenas, 500 search warrants, 40 agents of the FBI, and nothing. Nothing. This is not good. This is not good because you have a vast and horrible precedent that has been set. There, has, there was no evidence of any of this. None. None. And thankfully, a lot of this, like I said, it's it's going. There's a lot here. There's a lot here, and there are a lot of people that are going to be very, very mad, that are very, very mad. And now I can stop being called a Trump supporter because now I don't like him. I, I don't like I never did really like him. He's no better, and he's no worse. Well, I'm, he's worse with foreign policy in some ways than any other president. So Trump also, oh, man, this is not good. <coughs> Trump called the investigation of him and his advisors illegal. This is according to Paul Sperry. And it's not a hyperbole. What the Obama, FBI, and DOJ polled was worse than Watergate. Attorney General Barr must now hold the dirty agents to account by impaneling a grand jury investigation of the investigators. And Representative Devin Nunes says House Intelligence has evidence Clinton operatives and high-level FBI and DOJ officials started the Trump-Russia investigation in late 2015, early 2016, and the House GOP will be making criminal referrals to Attorney General Barr for officials who perpetrated the hoax. It is a hoax. Get that through your head. A hoax. And now you have to, you, you got to start asking yourself, 
how was this coordinated? How was the media and the Democrats, how are they on such, how are they on the same page? There is no journalism anymore. Even Ted Koppel came out. There was a leaked audio of Ted Koppel. He's an old-time journalist and reporter and uh, news broadcaster. He came out and said, what, what on earth is going on here? His words were, how could some of these journalists go on Twitter and have hashtag resistance all over their feed and their profile? These aren't journalists anymore. They're not out to promote the truth and write about the truth. They're agents of a party. And this is damaging. This is very, very damaging. And if you listen to, to conservatives like Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity, they got their marching orders from, Fo from uh, Fox News because all they're doing out there is saying you can never trust MSNBC or NBC or anybody else ever again because they were wrong this whole time and they perpetrated the hoax. So the only people you can trust is Fox News. They're really trying to capitalize on all this. Don't trust CNN or anything else. Even the boss, this bowling ball head, Jeff Zucker, he is the head of CNN. He's the one that's out there. He said this. We're not investigators. We are journalists. And our role is to report the facts as we know them, which is exactly what they did. No, you didn't. You did not. All you did was parrot whatever your Democrat operatives wanted you to say. That's all you did. You didn't investigate it. You didn't look at it through a critical lens. If I can do this, then, so, then I have no doubt that your journalists can do this too. If I can look at evidence on both sides and say, uh, this doesn't pass the smell test, but this does, you're telling me that nobody could make that discernment. Zucker also said, a sitting president's own Justice Department investigated his campaign for collusion with a hostile nation. That's not enormous because the media says so. That's enormous because it's unprecedented. But you knew that it was a conspiracy. You knew that it was an attempted coup. You're taking things at face value and not saying, well, why are they doing this? What's the evidence for this? Whose side are these people on that, that they're allowing these investigations to continue and allowing this spying to go on. I mean, Zucker is a fucking idiot. How can anybody take this moron seriously? Don't you ever dig for things in journalism? Don't you ever look at things and scratch the surface? A little bit. Even the guy uh, Woodward. Or Carl Bernstein, whatever, one of them. They're out there saying, oh, we must have missed it. Somehow you got Watergate. But you missed this. You also missed the weapons of mass destruction, you phony. You big-headed, large-lipped idiot. I mean, how does your neck even support that enormous head of yours? 
They, all of these journals. Oh, we missed the weapons of mass destruction in a rock story. I guess he really didn't have any. Oh, we missed this. We just thought that all of the evidence was against Trump. No, no. This was a coordinated effort with certain elements within the government to perpetrate and execute a certain narrative so that these people can do whatever they want and fulfill whatever plan it is that they're trying to execute. That's what this is. And you guys were on the take. I would not be surprised if you guys are contractors for the federal government in some form with some agency to make sure that you guys talk about certain things and make sure that the that the social dialogue and the political dialogue within the United States is only focused on certain topics within a dedicated universe of discussion so that there is there is no other option but to believe that Donald Trump committed some sort of collusion or conspiracy and is a traitor with and on the part of or on behalf of the Russian government. Don't tell me that you're journal. If you just did that, if you just took things at face value, you are not a journalist. You are a reporter. You read teleprompters. That's what you are. Glenn Greenwald. Now, I don't mind Glenn Greenwald. He is, I, I believe he, what was he nominated? I think he's a Pulitzer Prize winner. He is. Yes, and he write, He has this uh, thing. He's the editor for uh, a rag called The Intercept, and they do some good stories. So I'm not, I'm not completely, uh, I'm not going to throw this guy under the bus. But he's been one of the only people out there that has said, no, this is this is not true. This whole thing with Russia is horseshit. Or, I should say, donkey dung. He was on Democracy Now! And Democracy Now! of course is left-leaning. And Democracy Now! is always going to take the side of the Democrats. And he was talking to them. He said, this is the saddest media spectacle I have ever seen since I began practicing journalism in 2005. And what makes it even sadder is to watch all of the people who invested their journalistic credibility into what proved to be a complete and total fraud and scam continue to try and cling to some vestige of credibility by continuing to spin conspiracy theories that are even more reckless and more unhinged than those we've been subjected to for the past three years. Jesus Christ, take a breath. That was a long sentence. And it's not only that. It's not only that. The powers that be want a war with Russia. And so they used this to their advantage to try and get into a war with Russia or escalate tensions. This is all there. This is part of a big plan to finally take out Russia, China, and Iran including North Korea, has been in the works for decades. For decades. And now they got the Democrats on board with it. The Republicans want to destroy the Russians because they're, you know, whatever. There's a lot going on there. But now they got the Democrats on board with trying to destroy Russia. He continues, oh man, I am really struggling here. He continues, that's the tragedy of everything that just happens. All the things that do deserve attention and investigation have received none. Because this idea, drowning everything out, has been a complete fairy tale. 
We have the answer. As far as him being a him being Donald Trump, a Russian asset, is it so irresponsible to say that because the reality is the conflict between the U.S. and Russia has been higher than it has ever been in decades. True. How can you say Trump is a client of the Kremlin when he's trying to oust one of Russia's most important client states, Venezuela, or when he's pressuring Angela Merkel to stop buying Russian natural gas? Which is also true. Trump has thrown on more, uh, uh, not tariffs, but more, uh, I can't think of the word. He's thrown more sanctions, there we go, thank you, against Russia, against people that are from Russia, against Russian companies, than almost any president. And somehow, throughout all of that, we're still supposed to believe that Trump is an agent of Russia. No, this dog don't hunt. And finally, finally, this is something that I've said I don't know how many times. I don't know how many times I've said this. And other people have said this too, that he Greenwald continues, and he's 100% right, that any country would dare to interfere in our sacred and glorious democracy when the United States has done very little since the end of World War II, but going around the world and interfering in every democracy they can find. Brazil... Russia, this doesn't make it right for Russia to do it, but we've never kept it in perspective that meddling in other countries' elections isn't some grave, never-before-seen drama. It's part of regular business. All of this outrage has made the U.S. a laughingstock to the hundreds of millions of people who live in other countries where the U.S. has done this and far, far worse. Far worse. And he's right. He's absolutely right. Even the Wall Street Journal has said enough is enough. You have to start investigating the investigators. You have to start investigating what evidence did the FBI have in totality with this? What efforts did the Bureau take to verify it? Did it corroborate anything else before launching its probe? What role did political players play? How aware was the FBI that it was being gulled into a dirty trick operation? And if so, how did it justify proceeding? How intrusive were the FBI methods? And who was harmed? This is coming from the Wall Street Journal. And this person, Strassel, who writes for the Wall Street Journal, pretty good. Transparency is now a necessity. And this is part of the reason, these questions that I just read off to you, that's part of the reason why I think Attorney General Barr is not releasing the report just yet. Because he has to get his own stuff started. And he's going to use the Mueller report as evidence as to why. His investigations are going to get started. So this is not going to be released tomorrow. And Strassel from the Wall Street Journal continues, The Mueller report is only half the story. With the special counsel probe at an end, it's time to go back to the beginning, to the documents that explain its origin. Only then will Americans have the full story of the Russian collusion narrative. He's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. 
you have to go back to the beginning to find out where this all started, who started it, who planted what story, who turned a blind eye to actually scratching the surface of this document, why was John McCain doing all of this? You have to go back and find out where the money was coming from and whether or not anybody wrote on checks spying equipment. The media has an enormous problem. Enormous problem. They did no digging with this. They just took everything at face value. They did no digging with Brett Kavanaugh. This is not okay. It's it, They are turning into partisan, quote-unquote, journalists. Even the that, that Easter Island-headed John Brennan, who was the former director of the CIA, the former director of the CIA, He said, you just don't get there, right? You just don't get into the position like that. He said, well, uh, I must have had bad information. What? <laughs> he is now a contributor to MSNBC. So, of course, he was making the rounds with Morning Joe, another dirtbag. And globalist operative Mika Brzezinski, whose father... Brzezinski, Father Brzezinski, went around and started Al-Qaeda. So now the former director of the CIA. Do you think that he doesn't know about this? He personally met with the head of British counterintelligence outside of the norms in his office to talk about this. And he's saying, oh, I got bad information. Do you? No. No, you turned a blind eye. You wanted this to you wanted this supposed evidence and this dossier to get thrown into the political system and the judicial system with the Department of Justice to try and take down a president through the illegal abuses of the power of those agencies. That's what you wanted to do. This has nothing to do with trying to figure out whether or not a president is an agent of a foreign country. He said, uh, Brennan, Mr. Trump's claims of no collusion are, in a word, hogwash. The only questions that remain are whether the collusion that took place constituted criminally liable conspiracy whether obstruction of justice occurred to cover up any collusion or conspiracy, and how many members of Trump Incorporated attempted to defend the government by laundering and concealing the money, the, the movement of money, into their pockets. Oh, really? Oh, really? He even tweeted last month, or last year, I should say. John Brennan. I don't like Brennan. Your caucus 
which is just criminal uh, way of running things, is collapsing after its lamentable journey. As the greatest nation history has ever known, we have the opportunity to emerge from this nightmare stronger and more committed to ensuring a better life for all Americans, including those who have so tragically been deceived. This was in April of 2018. This is what he tweeted. Trump actually responded to that. So now, oh man, this is not good for me. I, I don't know how much medication I've taken. And I'm still leaking out of every orifice on my head. It's fucking gross. And it's fucking disgusting. And it's irritating. I am fed up. Ugh. So Bre as Brennan is making the rounds, he's <coughs> he says on MSNBC, Well, I don't know if I received bad information, but I think I suspected there was more than there actually was. I am relieved that it's been determined there was no criminal conspiracy with the Russian government over our election. You did that. You said this for three fucking years, asshole. Don't and you were the CIA director at the time when all of this started. You met personally with people outside of normal protocol from British counterintelligence in your office. And you're saying that, oh, I just must have had bad information. No. You want to talk about a hogwash? How about your integrity? How about you cons committing conspiracy? Or even what treason? The CIA director, indeed. You fat moron. You big-headed fool. What is wrong with these people? If they're in fact people. Seriously, what is wrong with these people? And why are they still allowed to walk free? Why aren't they being investigated? Seriously, think about that. This isn't good. Ty Matt Taibbi. And now, before I get into this, you also have to consider the role of these data companies and these big tech firms like Google and Facebook. How were they involved in all of this? All I want you to do is look at the board of directors on Google and the board of directors on Facebook. They're all former intelligence people. Well, not all of them, but a fair majority of them are former intelligence people. You don't think they were involved in this? This conspiracy is grand. It permeates everything. And you're telling me that these big tech companies aren't manipulating public opinion and aren't manipulating the social strata of the United States of America through covered up articles, through censorship? Who was coordinating with Google and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube? Twitter is bad. Twitter has gotten really, really bad. Who's coordinating with those? Who from the government is in contact with Google and Facebook people to make sure that all of the articles uh, uh, that were negative about Trump we're out there and we're in the top searches. Who's in charge of that? 
So you're looking at a conspiracy between the intelligence agencies, between the Democrat Party, between the former administration, and also big tech companies that are manipulating social, uh, social strata and opinion. This is enormous. And you're looking at a conspiracy. This conspiracy even goes overseas. Who's coordinating overseas with these people? Who overseas wanted to take down Donald Trump and ensure that Hillary Clinton was elected and placed into office? All right, you got to start thinking to yourself. This is enormous, and it's not going to be resolved in two years. There's going to be a lot of things coming out. A lot of things. Mark my words today, or whenever I post this. Mark my words. You're going to see... A lot of people go down. And not in a good way. Matt Taibbi. And I'll, I'm going to end with this because I'm going on what? Oh, I'm already an hour and ten. All right, I'm going to end with this. Matt Taibbi wrote an excellent article. He used to write for the Rolling Stone. I don't know if he still does. But he's, he's writing a book called Hate, Inc. And he, for, he has some brains. Some people have compared him to Hunter S. Thompson. I think that was Don Imus, but I'm not sure if that's really true. I mean, I like the way he writes, but let's not go too far. He essentially is saying for this book, journalism is dead. And all of the people that believe the journalists, like stupid Rachel Maddow, and by the way, somebody made fun of Rachel Maddow on Twitter because she was crying and she had to leave her fishing trip to go talk about how the Mueller report said there's nothing going on between Russia and Trump. She is the fucking worst. She's horrible. She's a wretched human being. Somebody made fun of her on Twitter for crying and they got banned from Twitter. More haves and have-nots. So he writes, the Times tried to soften the emotional blow for millions of Americans trained in these years to place hopes on the overturn of the Trump presidency in Mueller. Nobody even pretended that it was supposed to be a fact-finding mission instead of an act of faith. So he's saying the New York Times is full of shit. Uh, you had people, he says, you had people on Saturday Night Live, the cast from them, singing, all I want for Christmas is you, referring to Mueller. And featuring the rhymy line, Mueller, please come through because the only option is a coup. They say it right there. They're putting it in your face. The Times story tried to preserve Santa Mueller's reputation. By saying, in an apparent endorsement of an investigation that Mr. Trump has relentlessly attacked, or was relentlessly attacked, as a witch hunt, Mr. Barr said the Justice Department officials never had to in intervene to keep Mr. Mueller from taking an inappropriate or unwanted step. Mr. Mueller was allowed to look at whatever he wanted, do whatever he wanted, subpoena whoever he wanted, anytime he wanted. And now we have validity. It's come out.
that nobody ever impeded him, and he never crossed the line of the scope of his investigation. So that can shut up a lot of people on the right. But it also should shut up a shitload more people on the left. Even the Times published its usual graphic, Matt Taibbi continues, of Trump-Russia contacts. Even after the report was released, or not the 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 uh, summary of the report was released, the Times even published its usual graphic of Trump-Russia contacts, inviting readers to keep making connections. But in a separate piece by Peter Baker, the paper noted that the Mueller news had dire consequences. Peter Baker says it will be a reckoning for President Trump, to be sure, but also for Robert Mueller III, the special counsel for Congress, for Democrats, for Republicans, for the news media, and yes, for the system as a whole. Okay. The editorial also ran suggesting, this is the Times, it's continuing, we don't need to read the Mueller report because we know Trump is guilty. Baker at least began the work of preparing Times readers for a hard question. Have journalists connected too many dots that do not really add up? Thank you. I've been saying that for a long, long time. A long time. For three years, ever since I heard about all of this nonsense when I was still on terrestrial radio. And so now, even though, even with all of this, the Democrats have a huge problem. And the media and the left, on the left media, uh, anyway, they have a huge integrity problem. Because now, not only have you galvanized Trump's base, but you also got a lot of people that were on the fence about this to say, hey, you've been lying to us for three years. And the guy turned out to be right. And there was no collusion with Russia. On, on the flip side of it, the right, they're saying, how could anybody be disappointed that a sitting president is not a foreign spy? Also true. You've got all of these Democrats and MSNBC people. They're out there. Oh, my God, the, the president is not a spy. He's not with Russia. How is that a bad thing? And also, you have to consider, why aren't people asking this simple question? He is the president. If the president is an agent of a foreign country, how come none of the background checks showed that? Trump is smart. He's no genius. If he was really colluding with another country or conspiring to take the presidency and work with the other country, I'm pretty sure at some point he would have fucked up and dropped some information. And it would have shown up on the background. You, you think people are elected and they just waltz into the White House without going through any vetting? You, you think that doesn't happen? I mean, where are your brains? And Taibbi says the biggest thing this affair has uncovered so far is Donald Trump paid off a porn star. 
That's a hell of a long way from what this business was supposedly about at the beginning. And shame on any reporter who tries to pretend this isn't so. And he's right. He's right. He also says There's, there will be people protesting. The Mueller report doesn't prove anything. What about the 37 indictments, the convictions, the Trump Tower revelations, the lies, the meeting with Don Jr., the financial matters? There's an ongoing grand jury investigation, impossible sealed indictments, and the House will investigate. And stop. Just stop. Any journalist who goes there is making it worse. And this is from Matt Taibbi. He's no pro-Trumper. He's no pro-Trumper. And th th he's taking the mainstream media to task in this. And it's a long article. I'm not going to go through it, but it's an amazing read. He goes on and on and on. I'll post a link to the article because it's, an, it's, it's a great article. And he lambasts the media. And he says, you know what? Trump is probably going to win the 2020 election. And shame on the media for not doing any homework. And now the media is backpedaling. Oh, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not uh, investigators. We're journalists. No, you are reporters. And this was a conspiracy to take down a president. This is a dastardly act. And all of these people involved should be called to task. This isn't, this, this has nothing to do with whether or not you are a Democrat or a Republican. You like Trump or you don't like Trump. This is all about rule of law. And this is all about maintaining what it is to have rule of law within this country. And to make sure that just because you lose an election and you are part of the power elite, you do not have the power to overthrow the decision of American citizens that voted this person into office. Right or wrong, stupid or smart, the person got elected. There was no hacking of an election. Nothing. He won because he went after the Electoral College and the electoral votes. He didn't win because he had help from a foreign country. He didn't win because a foreign country, quote-unquote, hacked the elections. How does that even happen? Nobody can explain to me. After three years, nobody can explain to me what hacking the election actually means. Nobody. Not one person can explain that. Well, Trump won. That doesn't mean the election was hacked. It means he won the Electoral College. Effing morons. All right. That's it for me. My voice is shot. I'm sick. My nose is running. You've been listening to the Cafe American podcast. You can listen to me on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, maybe if they don't if I don't get kicked off of that. Uh, you can also listen to my other podcast, Resonance. That happens every other Thursday. It won't be happening this Thursday. It'll be happening next Thursday. And it happened last Thursday. Uh, we talk about more metaphysical things, energy work, uh, planetary shifts, giants, all sorts of fun stuff like that. And I'm also going to be expanding. I'm going to be getting more microphones and more people to have this a little bit more jovial and have a little bit more dialogue instead of me just yammering away and talking to you, talking at you. I'm not even talking to you. 
So I also will be cutting up and finding uh, the clip of where I read Beto O'Rourke's fantastic poem when he was part of the Discordian hacker group because apparently that really rang true with a lot of people. All right, that's it for me. You've been listening to the Cafe American Podcast. Until next time, you've been with Chris Michaels.